Welcome to this week's episode of Trusted Tech Talks podcast with me, Rihanna, and my guest speaker, Jason Kingston, from Keep Thinking. On the last episode, we looked at the process of building high-performing BA teams and how leaders can recruit exceptional BAs. And then in the first week, we actually looked at why high-performing teams are so important and what they look at. So to now take it to topic number three, this week we are moving on to the future of the BA market based on the current trends and Jason's predictions and what I've seen in the market from working with my clients and candidates over the last couple of months. What are you currently seeing in the business analysis world at the moment? (laughs) We're definitely seeing, thank God, a return to more use of these bad boys. Oh, I love post-it notes. I cannot (laughs) do recruitment without them. (laughs) It's funny because there was sort of, there was a real strong move to digital, absolutely digital tools. But at the same time, sometimes you can't work at the speed of thought using... And you can't be writing stuff down. That's what I, I... If I write it down, I'm more likely to remember it than I am typing it. <laughs> well, you are. And also, you can write. Most people can write faster than they can type. Not everybody, but to that point then. And if you are facilitating a session, and this often gets missed out, when you're eliciting requirements or when you're looking mm. for problem solving, it's not just, oh, I've got busy or to document this, or, oh, I've got mural. To be honest, that's incidental. You should be able to do it on the back of a fag packet or on a napkin. It's the facilitation skills, the ability to hold the room to understand the who knows what, or to understand you don't know who knows what, yeah. what's the questions, when to press pause, and when to get the truest version of what's happening. So it's good that we're seeing the return to the post-it notes. Uh, we're also seeing a return to the domain approach. So observing a lot of uh, recent adverts I've seen the last six months, process mapping has come back on the bill. We're seeing yeah. problem solving. We're seeing reference to domain, which is great, because that sounds like a dirty word in some corners three, four years ago. So we're yeah. seeing a bit more of a respect to the roots of business analysis as a problem-solving internal consultancy approach, which is fantastic. But also I think we're seeing an awareness that recently labelled business analysts. Yeah. Well, they weren't business analysts, they were systems analysts. Yeah. Were, you know, and they, they were, in some cases, people who should never have been sat at the side of an internal client or an mm-hmm. external customer. If you can say what well, we're doing, I'll give you a classic example. So there was a real obsession with we've got to do the requirements, we've got to get the epics, we've got to get the user stories. But if you're doing that from the lens of a techie and you're doing that as a transactional piece when you fill your requirements log, as that's such a thing, I must do this. You're removing the fluidity out of the conversation. The bedside manner is not bedside manner. It's it's me looking at you. Do you do this? Okay, yeah. you now do that. If you've not got the emotional intelligence included within there to have a fluid conversation you're never truly going to understand what the requirements are because you're asking somebody and if like if Henry Ford had asked his customers what they wanted they'd ask for a faster horse yeah it's the ability to understand the environment that's in there but also to look at facilitating that conversation with what you understand as a BA you should be doing your homework on the macroeconomic impact you know what's happening in the force things like reading the economist and whatever else it may be these are the kind of things that are kind of useful there so we're seeing in the business analyst world a bit of a calibration the power of the prefix i think is still needed we still need more prefixes we're seeing a bit more clarity now of people who want bas get a bit more clarity with the ba type that they want and that's good and that's great and we're seeing a bit more respect for some traditional tools and we're seeing the combination of a digital requirements and 
business requirements that sometimes being looked at in terms of what the enterprise wants and we'll tease out the systems piece and then we'll do detailed system requirements if there's a digital element to it. So it's really heartwarming. I think it's a phenomenal time if you are a business analyst or even if you've never been entitled to business analyst, but you just, you were the sort of person who was like, as a kid, you know, if you took tape recorders to this and put back together again or whatever it would be. Yeah. I think it's an exciting time because we've got a bit more knowing of bad people who are buying the services now. Yeah. No, definitely. So in terms of then like your career then in business analysis, yeah. you know, you won't you won't hate me for saying you've been been around for a while in the BA world. <laughs> I'm an old yeah, exactly. <laughs> the grey in the beard gives that away. <laughs> I guess how has the how has the BA world changed during the span of your career? Oh wow, massively. And and it's evolved as it should do as well. So it's gone from jobs having no title, or in some cases it was a bit of a role like TQM, total quality management and stuff from the 70s, um, as it worked its way up through the 80s. There was elements of roles where people borrowed stuff from Motorola. So it was more bits of methodology borrowed by different roles. The origins, as I saw them, in a lot of cases come from management accounting, actually. And there's a module, if anybody who's reading this is an old accountant or did accounting studies like I did, there was a module in SEMA, which was management accounting, called Management Science Application, which if you look at it, you can, say, well, that's, you can see that's a, a decent blueprint for business analysis. So in some cases, there was no roles. Mm. Then we've seen roles emerge, and I'm thinking some of the titles I've had, process improvement coordinator, quality analyst, uh, process analyst, and then sort of, business intelligence partner or business analyst partner. And then we've also seen, as I said before, some roles that never really have had BA or never consider themselves as BA, but you and I would recognise that, particularly in operational excellence, particularly sort of in the international stage. Also, we've seen the interesting thing of ISEB, which come from sort of the certification for business analysts. What we've also curiously seen is that that's moved into a more of a computer focused bit, which is yeah. some people would say has removed it from the roots of the problem you're trying to solve because business, a business analysis approach should be what's the problem you're trying to solve. It might be digital, it might not be. And if you don't get that part right, then it could be you design something beautifully, but it's what an old business analyst would call failure demand. If the product problem was solved in the first place, you would need to do all of that. And yeah. the concepts of value add and non value add has started and some of the origins of lean manufacturers start to get brought back in again which is yeah it's <laughs> you love your origins and uh <laughs> well, it's important because a lot of babies have been thrown out with the bathwater, and i'll never forget going to a section where somebody was screaming at me that a ba is an it role and this is absolutely not it's it's definitely not an it role in any shape or form it's a complementer yeah. to the it function but it's actually, it's a satellite role. It's an internal consultancy role for the, the organisation. But it was a spirited conversation anyway. <laughs> so, but, uh, so, uh, so I've seen that. Uh, I've seen also a move from problem-solving thinkers to doers, just doers, mm-hmm. and thinkers were sort of dissuaded to join the BA party for a while. The thinkers are now returning, which is great, because one's one side of the brain, one's the other side of the brain. And it was, you know, we need the thinkers back at the party, particularly the problems to be solved. Um, and finally, we've seen the schism of BAs, um, of digital BAs and traditional DMAIC BAs. Um, I think we're now starting to see the world's moved on. Curiously, yeah. business architecture joined the dots with TOGAF more than business analysts did, even though it's, sort of, it's almost like they got the BA 
approach that the BAs will be themselves. Yeah. That's it's, my analysis. That's my analysis of analysis. <laughs> you like doing your analysis of analysis. <laughs> I know it's bonkers. Next, you'll be doing analysis of your analysis of your analysis. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a session this afternoon. Uh, the lady who leads our strategy session. She's just in the book doing a strategic analysis of strategies. Uh, so yeah, she's another fellow geek, but she's amazing as well. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, so okay. This is going to be uh, you thinking back, really. This is more mm. a bit of a top tip. So as a BA yourself, what lesson have you learned during your career that you wish you would have known or you could tell yourself at the beginning? I think to be comfortable in your own skin, embrace being different, embrace being a different thinker. Um, what was in the early years almost like a guilty passion having to do annual leave off to go to seminars, you know, using flexi time to go to lean manufacturing business meetings and stuff like that, would have been to think, don't worry, this is all going to pay you back in years to come. Yeah. Exactly. You need to do this. Just because your employer doesn't get this, don't yeah. worry. Just keep focus. So I think what I would have said to is to myself is actually have the courage of your conviction. When you see problems, don't get frustrated. And I used to write future focus papers mm. 10 years ago on those different things and, and, and to this present day. And to keep doing those tools, because actually the, you, the word yield, don't worry, it would be the message to yourself is keep following your mojo, keep following what yeah. you're doing, because the world may not have caught up with where business analysis needs to get to, but you can actually have an angle shape. In that. That's it, you can influence it in... Possibly, yeah, or you can still stick your oar in and <laughs> be told to butt out, but at least you can put <laughs> your opinions forward, can't you? Have you had that a few times? Of course I have. <laughs> That's fine. I do probably right after the time too. And I, I think it's just, it's, but it's, it's realising you've got a voice. There's an old West Indian phrase, you've got a mouth, use it. And to be fair, it, it is kind of nice so much as you have the courage of your convictions. But everybody's yeah. saying, stop asking questions, Jay. Actually, no, because that's the key. That's the core element. So that's the core tool of the BA. Five Why analysis, why do you do that? Why do you do that? And yeah. I say that regarding any role, to be fair, the best job that might be there for somebody might not have been creative. The best yeah. job for me as a BA was not a BA. I didn't know when I was leaving school that I was that odd kid who could be three paid friends instead of one because I had a system. I didn't realise that pure business analysis and pure problem solving. Mm. I just thought it was, I was odd and I was stingy. <laughs> and that's it though. I bet like uh, at school, you know, that wasn't probably encouraged was it oh no it was discouraged Probably. it was yeah. discouraged. thinking is discouraged in education anyway unless you're in private sector education but it's um you know it's a challenging time if you are a thinker it's dissuaded yeah. but actually we're seeing amazing we've got a client call and they have a product called primary engineer where they encourage school kids to think of challenges and think of problems so the world is heartwarming that we're getting people who are engineers who are now coming in. And I'm just looking at people, wow, what the future business analysis, yeah. 15, 20 years down the road, we create some amazing mental engineers. How good is that? Yeah, no, and I know. And I guess this leads nicely on to my next question then. How do you see the next five years of business analysts? Do you think there's going to be any particular challenges you think that your little community will face? Yeah, I think the, I mentioned before about the schism between digital and trad. Uh, traditional BAs and I think that's it's going to sort of fight itself out I think um, the challenge can be alleviated if we 
embraced the power of the prefix. Um, and as BAs recognise the, it's, it's taking pride in yourself as a generalist. There's a brilliant book come out last year by a chap called Epstein called Range, why generalists and triangle specialists. But the key thing is as a BA, you have a generalist, that's brilliant. You're not the subject matter expert. The subject matter experts are there and you use your, you're an expert in transformation and you move it forward in that yeah. way. Uh, but I think combining, the ability to combine analogs and digital um, so you can recognise that actually a digital strategy is a human strategy, which our good uh, colleague Alex Comin once said. And I think it's important, is it's understanding the economy. And I think business analysts will absorb more economics. Yeah. I think they've got to do, because the pandemic in particular has just shown that economic awareness has enabled BAs to, so for example, help them work out through their supply chain and have the ability to look as to where solutions maybe so a very very exciting time but i think i mean my son's a business analyst for barclays so he's he thinks it's all right as well keeping it in the family <laughs> yeah he's uh yeah he, he loves it to bits so uh, family trade used to be like more like a manual stuff how they keep it in the family not business <laughs> analyst <laughs> it's, i know it's a modern world isn't it <laughs> modern world that's probably the biggest change um but you're 100 right like how tech was a year ago to how it is now is just insane like the COVID pandemic has pushed so many things forward, I think, for organisations. Sorry, you. No, I was just going to say, like, working from home being the biggest one. Like, the mm-hmm. amount of clients that I know pre-COVID who were adamant, no days working from home, five days a week in the office, to now, oh, no, yeah, they only need to come in one, two days a week, if that. Yeah. It's just it's just crazy. <laughs> it is. I think it's it, it, the world's evolved. I think one of the concerns, though, is slightly that there's been a bit of a sleepwalking into any tech solution rather than the right tech solution. Yeah. And I think in some ways, this is where the systems analysts have had power, where business analysts should have been done with regards yeah. to designing products which are right for the human being on the end, because business analysts have got that and emotional intelligence to understand and to ask the questions in the round. Yeah. When it comes from a systems analyst point of view, you see that so often. So on an iPhone, you took away the headphone jack, which is hyper, hyper frustrating. If you'd asked any person who had a headphone jack, they probably go like music. And therefore that would have been something to keep because in inferior quality, you've now got to plug in and adjust the that for me yeah. to where a systems analyst had a show over a business analyst. A business mm. analyst was all the problem you're trying to solve is what you're not trying to solve any problem by the headphone jack and you can't even charge it up while you're listening you've got a headphone yeah. and you're probably burning your battery listening so yeah. that's where i think we're going to see a bit of a correction where the bas who understand the human are going to start to get more strength and rebalance the economy away from the systems analyst who pulled it totally digitally because to use a local phrase media city you know if that media city sort of lens shouldn't have the power over the whole of an economy yeah. Thank you for listening into this week's episode of the Trusted Tech Talk podcast with myself, Rihanna, and my guest speaker, Jason Kingston from Cube Thinking. If you have had any questions about any of the topics that we've discussed today, please get in touch via LinkedIn or email me directly at rihanna.butler at maxwellbond.co.uk. The plan is if we get loads of questions, we're going to do a final summary podcast with all the questions related to all the topics that we've had in this mini podcast series. Also, don't forget 
please make sure that you're following Trusted Tech Talks on LinkedIn and Spotify so you don't miss on any future or any past episodes that you might have missed that you might find of interest. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for Jason for taking the time to speak with me today and uh, look forward to hopefully hearing from some of you soon.